1: So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, welcome to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy Uralt, your host, and today we are going to talk about astrology. And you know, astrology is one of my favorite subjects. I can remember being a little kid and reading my horoscope. I think I've always read my horoscope in the newspaper, and then I used to buy those books. You know, I know a lot of people do. And today we've got on an astrologer. Her name is Linda Rabbit Zlochnik. Hopefully I pronounced that right. And she is... This- Thank you, Linda. And she's written a great book. It's called Star Sisters, an astrology memoir of twin loss. And this is going to be a really interesting show because they were twins. They were both psychic. And let me just, I'll tell you what, you guys, sit back and relax. Let me read you just a little piece of this book, the very beginning, and it's called A New Horoscope. So sit back and relax, and here we go. When Luann, my identical twin, breathed her final breath, I remember looking at my watch. The time, 105 p.m., seared itself onto my brain along with the image of her pale, shrunken body. Knowing the exact time of things meant everything to me as a lifelong astrologer. Days passed before I could stop the wailing gulps of grief, let alone look up the position of the planets in zodiac. It wasn't that I didn't want to know. I'd been so curious about our daughter, Delia's birth chart, nine years earlier. I left my partner Mindy's bedside as soon as both she and the baby fell asleep and rushed to my computer. But Luanne's death was different. We were almost the same person, and now she had just died. As babies, we shared a crib. As kids, a stick of gum, a bedroom, clothes, friends, and our deepest feelings. We knew each other the way no one else ever could. Well, enough that sometimes we didn't even need to talk. As adults, we worked hard to live our own lives as individuals, always knowing our bond was special. Was there enough of me left to understand what the planets might say? And that's the beginning of this book. And it just came out June 15th. This is a brand new book called Star Sisters. And let me give you a little bit of information about Linda before I bring her on. She was born in 1948 to a Jewish family in Minneapolis. Linda and her identical twin sister Luann shared everything growing up. And one thing they shared was ESP. Just after college, they both came out as lesbian and went to work in healing professions. Lou Ann as a social worker. Their relationship, like that of most twins, involved, involved sibling rivalry, convert competition, and unconditional love. When Lou Ann was diagnosed with ovarian cancer at age 56, both their lives turned upside down. Wow, Linda, thanks for coming on to High Road. Welcome. Thank you. I um, I read your book. And um, I have a lot of questions for you. <laughs> I, I know it's hard to lose a twin, and I want to ask you, how long ago was it now, and, and I apologize for not knowing this, that your twin um, died of ovarian cancer? Uh,
2: we're coming up to the 14th year anniversary in July. And why did you decide
1: to go ahead and put this all down on paper?
2: Well, I never really consciously decided to write a book I kind of, uh, three years after she died, decided to take a writing class, and they say write what you know, and so I started writing about, you know, the her illness and the uh, feelings of, of frustration I had with the medical system and the doctor, and uh, it just, it was so therapeutic that I just kept writing. Right. And before I knew it, I had like the makings of a book. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it took 10 years, but um, once I started doing the writing, I kind of got hooked just on the therapeutic value of the writing itself.
1: Well, I love that you tell your story, and I'll I'll say a little, and then if you'll finish for me. You were so close when you were twins, you know, when you were born, when you were little, I guess. You both shared, you were identical twins, so you shared so much. And I I read the part where your, your mom dies of cancer, and that probably even brought you together
2: even more. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we really became each other's, you know, family in even a more distinct way yes that's really true it kind of threw us more into the relationship that we already had
3: and when did
1: you two and i know you two practiced when you were younger i'm not sure what the age was when did you
2: realize that both of you were psychic well um are you asking about the twin ESP or yeah it's, yeah the esp yeah is that between the two of you more than anything well so um We played games all the time growing up, you know, where I'd say I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 100, what do you think it is? And she would say, oh, it's 76, or I'm thinking of a card from the deck, oh, it's the queen of hearts. You you know, we would just do that to entertain ourselves. Right. But we didn't know, I didn't know that everybody couldn't do that because that's what childhood is like. Yeah. (laughs) Is that you just think, oh, I do that with my sister, so all sisters must do that. So it wasn't until they had a test in the newspaper, you know, with the five little cards where you test your ESP, and then we took the test, and, you know, there was a score, a way to score it with a timer, and, you know, the test said, yes, you have ESP. So we went to school the next day, and all the all of our friends were talking about you know, that they couldn't even get one right and we had gotten them all right a few different times. So then I knew there was a name for what we had and not everybody had it. That was an elementary school. That's interesting. So you guys, how old were you you were about
1: seventeen or eighteen when your mom passed?
2: Yep, seventeen. Right?
1: Okay. And so you two we had a younger brother and so and your father of course. So you two became kind of the head of the household cooking. That's and- right. And doing that stuff, and you were a Jewish family. I, I, that was so interesting because you talk so much about the seven days of Shiva. Am I pronouncing that right? Cause that's I'm, right? Yeah, when your mom died, and how everybody came and and prayed, and that's so cool that everybody did that. Um, do you remember? Did that even bring you closer? I guess to your to your your father and to your brother as well. I would imagine.
2: Well, I have to say that it didn't really. Oh, okay. um it was very um in the time and the situation that I grew up, children were not were to be seen and not heard. there was a lot of you know you just go along with the adult's expectations for you, and so the prayers were uh only for men, and uh it was kind of alienating to be really honest with you. the people who came over were really there to support my father and a few of our friends came over, but high school kids don't know what to do with another high school kid when there's been a death in the family.
1: Yeah. I know. know. Yeah. You talked about that in college, how the girls were all talking about their moms and you didn't say anything. And then finally you said, my mom's dead, you know, and it just, they freaked out. They didn't know how to react to that. And and that must've been difficult
2: for you. Well, it was difficult. Uh, You know, there were there were no divorced families back then either. I mean, everybody was doing the nineteen fifties intact families. I mean, there were no gay families back then either. So, right, right. Well, I think it's interesting when you were in.
1: So, were you in college when you when you got your first astrological reading? Yes. Uh, and that's what kind of started you on the path to astrology. You say you, yes. about, yes. tell us about, you had a dream about the constellations. Can you tell us about that?
2: So um, I had gone to the Minneapolis Public Library, and there to once I had this astrology reading, I thought, oh, I've got to learn more about this. And so I checked out the books that were there, and I started reading them. I was in college, so I was really kind of full of schoolwork so i would end up staying up late reading the astrology books and one night uh, i often fell asleep actually you know in the chair kind of reading but one night i had this dream that was so extraordinary because it was as if i I was this pure energy and i was out I i was just out Like in space, visiting the planets and seeing the galaxies. And it wasn't really me. It was just, but it was like my consciousness was out there. And it was so vivid and it was so real. And it was so beautiful, you know, that when I woke up, I just thought, this is so unusual. I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. And I didn't know what lucid dreaming was then. But my twin did. So she said, oh, you had a lucid dream. And then she explained what a lucid dream was.
1: Well, and explain that to the audience, because there are a lot of people who don't know what that is. So um,
2: lucid dreams, I'm not actually absolutely sure, but they're, when your consciousness, uh, it it kind of goes into a a different level so that um, you're, kind of consciously engaged in the dream so most of the dreams you know they're just playing out but in this dream i was kind of like oh i want to go over to jupiter now and i was kind of able to i don't know i you know i was conscious about it it wasn't just like a dream you forget that's
1: really interesting you know astrology has always interested me too and i just think it's really cool
2: that that you've done this so how many years have you been an astrologer now I I started doing readings in 1975. I wasn't really very good then, and I got trained in 1977. So I would say since 1977.
1: Wow! Now, if so, do people come to you now um, to your office? Do you do
2: astrology? They most definitely do. So yes, I have people who've been coming to see me for you know over 40 years, and their children come to see me, and I actually now have some grandchildren of the parents <laughs> coming to see me okay well we're about one minute to break but i'd like to know if somebody wants to uh, get an astrology reading how do they find you uh you just google astrology by moon rabbit okay and that's my homepage. And where where does the name, oh, well, we're about 30 seconds out.
1: When we come back, I'm going to have Linda tell us where her Moon Rabbit um, name comes from. We're here today, you guys, with Linda Moon Rabbit, Zlotnick, and she's talking about her new book called Star Sisters. It's an astrologer's memoir of twin loss. And this is Nancy, your host, and we're so excited to have her on High Road to Humanity today talking about her sister and astrology. And and we're going to talk about her
4: chart coming up. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road.
1: Hey all you high road listeners out there, I just want to take a moment to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadio Travel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the show to hear more about how you can save fifteen to thirty percent off your hotel rate. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them This is Nancy Yarow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's com.
4: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
1: Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and we're here today with Linda Moon Zlotnick. Lotnick, and she's talking about astrology and her sister, um, who is her identical twin, and. You know, you have so many great stories in this book. Um, one story you tell, Linda, and I hope you won't mind um, talking about it, is when you did LSD and you saw yourself floating above your body. Will you talk about that a little bit? Well, I put
2: it in the book, and I knew that would not mean I would have to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I will talk about it. Um the um, experience that I had with the... LSD absolutely completely changed my perception of reality. And I feel really fortunate because a lot of my friends, you know, were experimenting and, you know, they would have kind of something, this or that thing that happened to them. But I had a real kind of uh, not just out of my body experience, but a kind of s- a sense of oneness or a sense of interconnectedness of all things. I had what I later read about was a kind of transcendental experience.
0: Okay. Is that yeah.
2: I, I was not just me anymore, I was everything. And I could feel the energy of the grass and I could feel the energy of the water. And I could, you know, I mean, it was like so extraordinary to realize that every living thing was interconnected
1: right and we you always know. say that we're all connected now how old were you when you, when you were in your college years right 20 when you, uh, probably 21 22 that must have been just an amazing uh like an aha moment like oh my that changed your life I bet
2: it did it completely changed my life and I think it made me so much more open to astrology the fact that not just are we connected to every living thing on this earth but the solar system how can we not be affected by if we're part of everything how can we not be affected by the solar system and you know kind of this general universe because everything is energy right Planets are emitting these very high-frequency energies, and, in fact, they're playing a role not in making things happen to us, but in kind of mirroring or reflecting back to us the things that we're going through.
1: Well, and, you know, they talk about, there are a lot of astrologers in the Bible, and, you know, they predicted that the three wise men, they were astrologers. They were looking at the stars. That's right. yeah, and it's just amazing because I always go back to biblical times because I, I believe that, you know, this stuff has been going on for a long time. Now, do you believe that, okay, so our chart, this is what I think. I think we all have different lifetimes and so we come in, but do you believe our chart's written before we get here in the stars?
2: Well, uh, I actually believe that we have some kind of higher self. That right. The chart for that Particular moment of, of how those constellations are aligned. Okay, so, so I know what you said,
1: right? Well, I I just wonder because I but we have like is it written in stone? I guess is what I want to know because we do have free will, so we can change things. So if you did an astrology chart for me, and then uh, I I have the ability, obviously, to change that. That can change, right?
2: So within every part of the horoscope there is a whole range of interpretation of how things can manifest so nothing in the chart is written in stone nor is anything that is showing up in terms of i I think we're co-creating with the cycles all the time and why people bother coming to astrologers is to get kind of a heads up look you're in the cycle where if you work really hard you're going to get a lot of great results you know, mm-hmm. and so it's guidance. Will. Guidance. I said guidance.
1: It gives you guidance. It yeah. gives you
2: like, okay. A, a, a roadmap. Right.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. You know, you also, I talk about chakras in my book too, and I talk about energy, but talk to me, you you started to realize, and the chakras were energy, and I started to work with them as well. Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: And so do you clear? Every day, or or what do you do? Yes. Um, so this goes back to I wasn't really I, I didn't I was studying astrology and a few years had passed and my, my twin and I were both out of college and she she had gotten married and she was kind of getting divorced and I had come out first and um, th- this incredible psychic was coming to town and we decided to take a workshop and uh, with the psychic Roberta Miller who. I think is still alive, and uh, a lot of what the what we learned in that workshop was about our chakras and about mm-hmm. kind of clearing energy and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so that that was that's a whole kind of storyline in the book uh, where Luanne got a reading and found out that she had a really like powerful, powerful root chakra, and. I was so excited to get a reading because I wanted to have one, too, and I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I read that in the book. It was so upsetting to me that I had had this extraordinary experience of feeling at one with the universe, but I didn't even have a center, you know. So that kind of pushed me forward on my quest. I was determined to
1: find one. you were okay, so when you realized that, then you really started to work with your chakras and and enhance them a little more
2: well, and uh, I found healers and you know different kind of people to guide me, yes, mm-hmm. well, yeah, and you talk about reiki um mm-hmm. and I love this because yeah, you said you
1: take take back your power with the Reiki. What did you learn when you did you both go to get Reiki
2: healing or or just yourself? Not so much my twin, mostly just me. Okay, and, and then mostly because she had it, she had a good root chakra, and I didn't, you know. Right. So, what did the healer tell you? Uh, the healer told me really um, that, that I had to resolve some unfinished business with uh, an abuser.
1: Okay. And I do remember that from the book and that was pretty powerful and you did that you can you had an abuser and, and I'm going to bring it up if it's okay Linda but yes, in, yes it's a really good book you guys you have to read it but in the midst of it you know you were young you must have been in high school and a neighbor came over and tried
2: to attack you correct well I was babysitting at his at his Okay. House. Yes. He babysat for them regularly and it was a month after my mom died Wow. And uh, he sexually assaulted me. He didn't try. He actually oh, he
1: did. did. Okay. I wasn't sure if he had or not. And then you realized that it was holding you back or, keep you know, you weren't balanced because it. it affected your shot. Right. 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 And then you confronted him. Yep. And you okay. went, in, so you and your sister, <laughs> I think it was you and your sister. And then how was your, your dad was there
2: too. Yes. When you right. confronted him. Right, okay. but my dad was, he just was so embarrassed, you know, yeah. he just really was so embarrassed that uh-huh. I would bring such a thing out into the open, you know, and uh, yeah, it was not a very good situation. But I, it, it helped you? No, I have forced him to be there because he kept saying, I don't want to come, I don't want to come, and then after I kind of said my piece... He turned and he apologized to the neighbor and said, I'm sorry she had to bother you like this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I felt so betrayed by him. So it was not very good for our relationship. Right. But I guess what I mean is when you confronted your
1: attacker, the man who did this to you, it helped you personally. Yes. And that's that was the point of it and it released yeah Yeah, and I don't think people realize that and I just I'll mention it and then if you want to expand you know when your chakras aren't clear because we do have seven chakras you guys and if you don't clear them and they because they are your energy fields and I'm really big on clearing chakras I tell people to take sea salt baths and I tell people all kinds of stuff sage and and do all different things and to keep yourself higher with meditation but you know if, if something has happened that's traumatic in your life and it does affect our energy fields it can prevent us from moving forward in our lives do you agree i do agree
2: okay. i do agree and uh you know trauma is something that i i think of it as creating a self-perpetuating negative energy loop and so uh you know people can get very caught inside their trauma okay and in order to clear do you what do you recommend for clearing, Linda? Oh, I do a lot of breathing and visualization, and sometimes uh, things with water I find very, very helpful.
1: Right. I like that. Do you know, I have a guy that comes on, his name's Joseph Gellenberger and he has these waterfall meditations. And I always listen to his waterfall meditations. Yes. I'm like, you, you probably have heard of him and he's got some good ones. So if anybody's out there, I needs a good meditation. But yeah, that does help. Now, what? What else, um, as far as the astrology chart? Did you did not see this coming um, with your sister and the ovarian cancer? Did you have you done? Did you do her chart, or was she just not aware? This kind of happened suddenly, right?
2: Well, so um, I knew for a matter of months, uh, I saw a, a major separation with, within a partnership showing up in my chart. Okay, but astrology isn't so specific, so I thought it was going to be with with my uh, the person who was not yet my wife, with my long term partner. Okay, but when Luann called me from the hospital and said I have ovarian cancer, I I immediately knew that that was the separation because it was we have almost identical charts, so she was in that same separative kind of cycle as me
1: that's very scary and so did you tell her that you had seen it in the chart or did you keep it to yourself
2: well she kind of forced me into telling her
1: (laughs) yeah well I would too if you're an
2: astrologer and you were my identical twin I'd say tell me what the yes so yes because I said you don't want to know and I I said all kinds of things but she was like you have to tell me and I think she knew on some level You know, I think people know when they are seriously ill, they know on
1: some level. Well, listen, we're about ready to go to break. but um, And I know this is a tough thing for you to talk about, but um, I'm glad that you wrote the book. And I'm glad that you're talking about, um, you know, we want to talk about the chart because there's a death chart that you did. And I find that just fascinating. So maybe when we come back, um, you can talk a little bit about that if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, that would be great. You guys, we are here on High Road to Humanity, and we're here with Linda Moonrabbit-Zlotnick. And if you want to get her book, it's called Star Sisters. And can they pick it up at Amazon.com? Is that right? They sure can. Okay. You guys, pick up her book. It's really interesting. We'll
4: be right back. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. But make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyoureout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road.
1: Togenet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15% to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Nancy to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com slash Nancy to sign up and enjoy the discounts. That is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Nancy.
4: It's you never heard.
3: Did you ever wonder how reindeer survived a severe cold? Well, they snuzzle around for some moss to eat. Moss contains a special chemical that helps keep their body fluids warm. And they're going to have to keep warm if they're going to pull Santa's sleigh every year. Santa's sleigh was originally called a wing doodle. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. I can't help but wonder why Santa's reindeer from Rudolph to Butts and had male names. Since they had antlers, they would have had to be female. We women should have known only females would be able to drag a hefty man outfitted in a red velvet suit, originally called a Hoopin' Daddy, all around the world in one night and not get
4: lost.
0: It's
3: Day, I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
1: Hey, welcome back, and we've got a new sponsor I want to mention. It's called BestTravelRadio.com, and if you go to BestTravelRadio.com slash Nancy, it's only for my show, so BestTravelRadio.com slash Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, they'll give you some really good deals on your travel, on your hotels. So, guys, check that out. All right, we are back with Linda, and we were talking about you did – um and, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much here, Linda, but you did an astrology chart for your identical twin after she died. Yes? Can you talk yes. about that? Because it fascinates me that this happened, you know.
2: <laughs> I just think it's cool. So, um, you know, when you read that first little segment of the book, yeah. it talks about that, you know, when Luann died, I looked at my watch. Because when you're kind of a lifelong astrologer, you learn that the timing of things is very important. So uh, I went and there was no... Um, I, I used the format on the computer for a birth chart because there's no format for a death chart. But I put in the time and date in place that she died as opposed to when somebody is born. And okay. I, I got the the map, like, you know, you get for when somebody was born. And I started uh, looking to that for some kind of explanation about why at this time did she die and what what was I supposed to learn from this? How is this supposed to have some kind of a positive value for me rather than just being a completely devastating loss and what'd you find out so the same planet uh that has to do with separation that's that's uranus is also the planet of individuation and twins have a really hard time individuating you know uh, from the time that you're little everybody just calls you the twins you know even in our family we we got called by our names when when we did something bad but otherwise it was just come on girls you know we were just like you know we weren't we were and weren't separate people
0: you were one
2: you were you were one instead of one yeah we were one right and even when we were young adults i was constantly being called by my sister's name you know i i would be out grocery shopping, and someone would come up and start talking to me. Oh, Luanne, look at your hair. You must have changed it. Because I purposely changed my hair. I purposely tried to look different from her. Oh, okay. You guys didn't dress alike all the time. Did your mom dress you alike when you were little? I bet she did. Yes, yes. All through elementary school. But, you know, after that, we didn't dress alike. Of course not. Right. But physically, we just we we have not only the same appearance but we talked alike people said and we walked alike you know people said you have the same gestures you know it's just like one of those things right so feeling like you're an individual is very very difficult when you're a twin because the, the you know you're you're a novelty I mean there are many more twins now than there were back then and you know so you're you have this very, very special person in your life, but you don't really feel defined singularly. There's nobody in the world like just like me. So
1: And that's you talk about that, the solo path. I think that's one of your chapters in the book that you talk about learning to you know, that would be difficult, I would imagine, to have always have somebody right there and then have them gone. It must have been just so devastating for you. Yes, it definitely was very devastating. You, you talk, and I'm sorry for your loss, by the way. I Thank wanted you. to say that, too. You're welcome. I um, I just lost my father a couple of weeks ago. And, and, you know, everybody says, oh, I'm so sorry. But then I say, well he wasn't his condition of life was or his quality of life i guess Mm -hmm. i should say had gone down so i'm happy for him he's like better off than i am right now so you know i don't know i guess the more spiritual you get you start to realize that they're in a good place and you tried to, to contact your sister right after she passed can you tell that story where you went to see the psychic and she said not yet Is that right? Oh,
2: yes. Well, um, I actually didn't intend to go see a psychic, but I had moved my office into a new building. And I just had to get out of my house. So I went to my office and I saw that uh, across the hall and down a little way, there was a sign, uh, Psychic uh, Massage by Joan. And so I thought, okay. Uh, you know, I, I heard somebody getting ready to leave. I thought, okay, I'm going to introduce myself. So I went in and just said, I'm moving into the empty office and, you know, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And I saw my sister was a really amazing potter. She made beautiful pots and I saw a, a pot sitting on Joan's shelf that looked like one of my twins, but. So, I was thinking of her, of course, but as I walked in, the door slipped out of my hand, and it didn't close behind me, and Joan said to me, oh, somebody followed you in here. So, I thought, oh, my God, it has to be Luann. Right. So, I said, who is it, Joan? Can you see her? Because I was desperate. I missed her so much. I wanted to know how she was doing, and... uh Something happened, and Joan got very kind of still. And then she looked at me and she said, "It's way too soon for us to have this conversation." And mm-hmm. she sent me on my way. Well, and
1: then after this, your first contact with Lynn was through a dream. Is yes, that right?
2: Can it you talk about that? Well, uh, so I had uh, made an intention every night before I fell asleep, or an invitation, I suppose, that I would have a dream about my twin because. I was having dreams, but they were always these distressed dreams, you know, where she was disappearing into a crowd, or I was in a crowded place, and then I would rush over and she would be gone, and I just, you know, missed her so much. So, um, finally, it it was uh, kind of coming up on my second birthday alone uh, that I had this dream where it really was, uh, I guess... Uh, I feel like it was a visit, Okay. Know, it, we're, because we we said and we had a conversation, and okay. I, I was not thinking about the part of the conversation that she said, because she said to me, uh, I, you know, I was saying, you know, it's been so long. Where have you been? And she said really clearly to me, Well, time is really different where I am now. You okay. know, i sorry it took me so long, but where I am now, time is really different than how it was before. And I I knew she was right, but I would, you know, if it was just my dream, I, I wouldn't have told that to myself, I don't think.
1: Yeah. So that was your first meeting with her. It was a couple of years after her death. Yeah, about a year and a half, yep. Now, have you had contact with her? It's been quite a few years. Do you have contact with her now?
2: Well, she's in my dreams quite a lot. Okay. You know, so I, I don't seem to... I I would love to contact, you know, in a psychic kind of, you know, like her voice in my head, but she seems to stay in the dream realm. So yes, I have dreams with her quite a bit now
1: that's interesting you also talk about um your mom's chart i'm going back a little bit because you went ahead and did your mom's chart after she passed and i don't know when you did that but you talk about how you incarnated and can you talk a little bit about doing your mother's chart and what that taught you or what you learned from it
2: so um i had a very difficult relationship with my mother um and uh, I, I think I came to understand quite a bit later on in life that, you know, she she, ha- she had a very hard life, and she suffered a lot, and um, a lot of that suffering got passed on to her children. I think that's very, very common in families. She wasn't
1: but, happy, and, and it kind of came out when she was with you guys.
2: Well, and uh, yeah, she was just very, very frustrated. I see. And so... Um, and so her her death came as a surprise to my sister and i and our brother because nobody we knew she was sick and we we knew she was in and out of the hospital but everybody said you know she's going to be better she's going to be better she's going to be better and so then she died and i was so unprepared so there was no like goodbyes there was no resolution there was no kind of closure and so it was very very disturbing so um once I started studying astrology, I didn't have this uh, vehicle of a death chart, but you can look up any date, you know, and you could see what's going on. And so I studied that a little bit. But after I created the death chart for Luann, then I went back and I created one for my mother based on kind of an approximate time. And it, it was such an interesting picture. Uh, I wasn't there when she died so I don't know what her death was like but it was they say that people tend to die how they live right and it was a such a difficult death chart oh no you know and so I I don't think that it was that it was easy it was not an easy passage like it was for my twin how old was your mom uh she was 47 that's young That's super young to have
1: died and left you guys. And in those days, they didn't really know what to do about cancer because
2: it was that kind of a new thing, wasn't it? Well, uh, yes, I think that the treatment just was inadequate.
1: Yeah, for that time. Yeah. Wow. Well, I appreciate you telling us. I know it's difficult to talk about, but I think it's so interesting. Um, Astrology, the study of the stars and the planets, you know, it really is the real deal, and, um, you know, I always, a lot of the presidents have hired astrologers to help yeah. them, <laughs> you know, yeah. along the way, so, I mean, I, I just really believe in the stars and the moon, and I think that's, God gave it, gave us those as a roadmap so that we could, um, what do they say, he always gives us messages from the stars, Yes, yes. Yes. And it's, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I just look at it that way. I bet you do too. Um, so now today, I mean, you have two daughters, and we're we're getting about a minute to break here. Okay. But um, I want you to come back and and talk to me some more about the astrology. And I'm wondering if maybe you could give us some predictions. Do you do predictions,
2: Linda? Uh, I do predictions, but there has to be some focus for them. <laughs> And I'm not doing political predictions. Now.
1: <laughs> I don't that. blame that. I don't blame you for that. All right, we'll be right back, you guys. We're at high, we're here. High Road Humanity. This is Nancy out We're here with Linda Moon Rabbit Zlotnick, and we're talking about Star Sisters and Astrology's Memoir of Twin. And this is a really good book, you guys. You need to pick it up. You can go to Amazon.com, and if you want an astrology reading, go to astrologybymoonrabbit.com. And I guess there's a different there's different um, packages that she has if you want your um,
4: if you want your stars read. We'll be right back with the high road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website, NancyYearout.com, to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program. Or to book a psychic reading.
0: from Oklahoma man don't waste it I'm trying to paint
4: picture
3: for Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood and it's not just for kids his dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? phobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny
0: for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you, call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything.
4: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now welcome back to the High Road.
1: Hey, welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and this is Nancy Yerrout, your host. Hey, and if you get a chance, go by my website, com, and sign up for a psychic reading. Or if you're interested in personal coaching, you're welcome to sign up on my website and pick up my book. It's called Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. Okay, we are here today with Linda Moon Rabbit Zlotnick. And I asked Linda on the break, can we talk about what's going on astrologically right now in the world? It's kind of a broader question, but Linda, can you give us some insight?
2: So um, there is something very unique that's going on now where two planets, Saturn and Pluto, are traveling together in the sign of Capricorn. And... Saturn and Pluto travel together periodically. I think it's around every 49 or 50 years. But it's been a few hundred years that they've been together in Capricorn. Okay. And um, Saturn is the planet that has to do with um, all of the structures that we create and institutions that we create to kind of keep like life organized it's all of the rules and regulations it's all of the like banking industries and the government and it has to do with all the kind of hierarchies that countries build in order to institute order and pluto is the planet that has to do with destroying the existing order in order to create something better okay that's powerful i know so uh when these two planets were opposing each other uh it was september 11th 2001 that was one of the big manifestations of the the pre- previous time that these two planets were together and uh the time before that when they were together was just at the very end of world war 2 and so historically when these planets travel together there there's uh usually you know international events you know, so the end of a war and a lot of kind of big change in all Europe and the United States because of that. And then, you know, the uh, first terrorist attack on the U.S. soil in 2001. And so uh, now, you know, we're in this extremely polarized, I, I think not just in this country, but I think really all over the world, people are feeling really very, very polarized in terms of uh, leadership and more authoritarian types of leaders. And so I I don't really know what what will happen because this continues for the rest of this year, uh, 2019. And then we go into uh, a really, really big change in, in the year 2000 where a couple of the planets move out of Earth signs into air signs and it promises that things are really going to lighten up quite a bit
1: you know and i wanted to ask you, as you're saying this to me i'm thinking or i'm feeling that there is going to be a change in consciousness where people start to wake up a little bit do you is that does that make sense or does that coincide with what you're saying
2: well let's just say it's a very fervent desire that i have <laughs> that yeah that would be an outcome of this
1: well, yeah, because eventually, I mean, it has to happen where people raise their consciousness and things have to change. It's not going to stay like this. Right. But it almost feels like when you told me that, I just felt like the air sign you said, or you that just seems like that's when the change is going to happen. Is that possible? Yes. Okay. Well,
2: uh, you know... So this, I don't know if you were one of those people that, you know, we were coming into the age of Aquarius and that was happening in the 90s. And, you know, there was a bunch of uh, astrologers anyway who were getting really, really excited that we were going to enter a new astrological age. And astrological ages take 2,000 years to change. And uh, we went into, we got into the age of Aquarius and the thing that really changed everybody's life was the internet and yeah. how now, uh, you know, how uh, much information we have at the touch of our fingers and how it, we're able to be connected that more than we ever had before.
1: You know, I asked you on the break um, about the blood moons, and we've had, I want to say, I know there's been three, uh, is that right? How many blood moons have we had in the last few years? Oh, is I it don't three. Know. Yeah, that's yeah. what can you tell us about... I've seen one, and they're really eerie-looking. We were camping, my husband and I were camping when, uh, a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago, and saw one, and it was just... It was the middle of the night, and we woke up and looked, and it was just really eerie. Um, you know, I always say there are signs from the heavens. What do you feel astrologically when the blood moons come?
2: Well, um, so people have... Uh, studied them enough that uh each one is individual you know so they they put them in this category of blood moons but each one of them has a different flavor and a different energy and basically what you're having is a full moon which of course we have every 28 and a half days um But depending on what sign the moon is in and the way everything else up in the heavens is aligning, you're going to get a specific kind of interpretation for each one. So they aren't necessarily good or bad. Do you know what I mean? So you can can have a feeling about it, but um, they each have a chart just like anything else. And then you would get the specific meaning from that.
1: So in your charts, then you talk about uh, as far as predictions. So do you think? Things will get better for our planet, for us as a people in the next couple of years. Is that what you see?
2: Um, So uh, my thought at the moment is things may get a little bit worse before they get better, but then they're definitely getting better.
1: Okay. I just really, I see more and more people um, becoming aware of their words and their thoughts and how they treat each other and i see that people are starting to realize that what you say and what you think and what you do does make a difference and people are getting tuned into the energy and it's almost like and i want to know your opinion on this i almost feel like it's black and white there's no gray it's either you get it or you don't
2: well i i tend to feel the same about that, and. I don't think there's been a time that in, in my life where I've been aware of how polarized almost everybody is about everything, you know. So this is another example of the same thing. And my great hope really for our country is that I think that the millennials uh, are going to bring a whole wave of recuperation and healing for the planet and uh, the way that they treat each other and the way that they treat the earth. It's that they're, they're the leading edge of the healing that's coming in the future.
1: Okay, so that's a change that you see. Yeah, because we have really become a materialistic um, society. And um, it, like I say, I see a lot of people getting spiritual, but then I see a lot of people still going after the almighty dollar and not realizing that that's not the most important thing in life, you know. I agree with you. Yeah. What else do you see for us this year? Any other um, cycles that you see happening in
2: 2019 or 2020? Well, in 2021, so it's a little bit beyond what you're asking, but something will happen in the chart of the U.S. that's never happened before, and we'll be having a Pluto return. So, um... When the United States was formed as a country, it was July 4th, 1776, right? Right. So astrologers did a chart, and there's a lot of dispute about what time to do the chart for, but that doesn't matter because uh, uh, there's one planet in that chart, Pluto, that takes 246 years to return to where it was when it was born, and that's coming up really soon. And so um, Pluto is about um, kind of... Uh, healing what's broken—it's about uh, getting the broken or wounded parts of uh, individuals, just societies, out into the open so that they can be healed. And so, you know, it—it's it, got this very um, dark side, and it's got this very bright side as a planet. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things when you—when I said it could get a little bit worse before it gets better, as I'm thinking about that for our country.
1: Okay. Well, that's good though. At least there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. You know? (laughs) The tunnel. I had, um, I had Rev- Reverend Anna Jones on and she, um, a few weeks back and she channels Archangel Michael. And I read what he said and his biggest thing that he says is that we will have peace on earth. There will be heaven on earth and it will come. And that was so interesting to finally hear, you know, yes, it will happen because you hope for it. Yes. but. It's nice to hear that somebody channeled that that Archangel Michael says that that's going to happen, and I think I don't know everything that we can do maybe to make things better for each other. Um, I guess is is my message to get out there. What else can you tell us? Anything else, Linda? That's that's really important that we need to know about. Well, about uh, the weather. Can I ask about the weather? Like, does well, that does that you know play it any- because <laughs> <laughs> our weather's been weird right we only got a couple of minutes
2: left but um I, can i can i change the subject and not yeah, talk yeah, oh, of course there. of course so um so twice a year there are uh big astronomical events solar eclipses and right. everybody remembers 2017 there was a really big solar eclipse that, w- that was visible through the a whole big middle part of the United States. So there's one coming up on July 2nd, which isn't visible here. It's, I think, over an ocean somewhere. But we're still affected by the energy of an eclipse. And the energy of eclipses is is to bring things, it's very much like what I was talking about with Pluto, to bring things that you've been ignoring or problems that you've been suppressing and bring that out into the open. And so if people are already now feeling that things in their lives are building to some kind of a head or that, you know... They're dealing with stuff that they should have dealt with a long time ago. It could be related to this July eclipse. Got it. Hey, you guys,
1: we're about out of time. But, Linda, thank you so much for coming on our show today. I mean, you've enlightened me, and I loved your book. And, guys, get her book. It's called Star Sisters. You can get it at Amazon.com, an astrologer's memoir of twin loss. And, Linda, thanks for being with me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Uh Okay, I hope you come back and visit visit us again. And guys, next week I have Renee Greenberg and she's going to talk about the easy sugar breakup. So that should be a pretty interesting one. We got to stop eating the sugar, right? Because I don't think it helps us so much. So that's going to be an interesting show. And until next time, this is Nancy Hurl, your host. And thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Join me next week on High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. To sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading, visit my website, www.nancyyearout.com. My email address is nancy at highroadtohumanity.com. So have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the High Road, you will make it to your destination.